You're listening to the Long Overdue Podcast. Today, we have Chris. Hello. Pat. Hello. Don. Hello. And me, Denise. And we'll be talking about things that we're excited about for the new year, Woo! 2019, just to be clear. Just to be clear which year <laughs> what, that is. What year we're talking about. <laughs> and our literary excitement and... I think we're going to cover all movies, kinds of things, habits, movies, but not just books. like my general life, what I'm excited about. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go there. Yeah. Keeping okay. my personal biz, my personal biz. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> to a degree. Already. <laughs> so who's got something to start with? I think we've all got something. Most of mine are movies. Yeah. Books that are being made into movies oh, for okay. 2019. So, um, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? With Kate Blanchett. Hmm. I didn't know they were turning that into a movie. Yes. Um, March 22nd. It's supposed to be coming out. Cool. And I have not read the book, but after watching the trailer for the movie, it sounded good. So mm-hmm. I've heard good things about the book. Yeah. It's a bestseller, mm-hmm. and I What's it about? went and tried to download it on the on Libby, mm-hmm. and there are holds, so uh, millions like, of holds, like yes. seven months yeah. worth of holds. Well, not that many. <laughs> Five weeks for the book, and oh. two weeks for the audio. I think that's, that's not terrible. So I've got a book on hold right now on mm-hmm. Libby that's seven months. Wow! And hopefully yeah. by seven months, I'll be like either really surprised, be like, "Oh yeah, this book." Yeah. Or I'm gonna be like, "I don't. <laughs> I've, I don't I've need read that. that. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> or you've read it. Yeah. Yeah. I already. I just got a a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So so this book is about um, Bernadette who is married and she um, and her husband have a daughter, and their life is perfect, but something is missing. By Richard Linklater. Yeah. He's the one that did Bernie. Oh, oh. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know exactly from there where mm-hmm. it goes, but it seems like their life is pretty good. And wow. and the trailer says something about them wanting to go to uh, the daughter wanting to go to Antarctica. Ooh. Okay, because she had gotten uh, perfect <laughs> grades in middle school, and so they said she could have anything she wanted, <gasps> and, and so. That's what she said she wanted. But then the mom, Bernadette, disappears. So it's maybe kind of a midlife crisis thing. Well, it looks like it is narrated by the 15-year-old daughter. So she's the one that's telling the story because Bernadette disappeared. So somebody's got to tell the story because she's just out here. told in a series of documents, emails, memos, transcripts, that kind of thing, with the occasional interlude by B, which is the daughter. Okay. Hmm. See, I was thinking that'd be a cool story to listen to, but if it's going to be memos, documents, transcripts, I'm not sure if I want to listen to that. Yeah. Hmm. So Kate Blanchett is Bernadette. And um, yeah, the trailers looked good. But it also seems more of like go with your girlfriends kind of thing. Mm hmm. Hmm. More of a chick flick. Hmm. Yes. All right. So I've got one that's a that's a book 
being turned into a movie. It's Artemis Fowl. Oh, yeah. I saw the trailer for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you? I did. I've not seen a trailer for it, but I know it's coming. I know that y'all had a discussion about that, right? No. We had a discussion about Artemis by Andy Weir, mm-hmm. which is about the first colony on the moon called Artemis. Okay. So Artemis Fowl is a whole different thing. It's a <laughs> fantasy. It's got fairies and mm-hmm. and gnomes and... He, underworld. He's a criminal mastermind, yeah. right? Yes. Teenage a criminal teenage mastermind. mastermind. But in a world where there's fairies and yeah. all that yep. stuff. Well, the, the fairies are underground. Like People don't know about them. Yeah, Artemis exactly. discovers it. And so... And try, it starts to decide he's going to take advantage of it, mm-hmm. but then eh, not so much. So uh, the book is a YA book, if I recall. Yeah. Okay. It's a series. There are mm-hmm. several books. Mm-hmm. So it's not for younger kiddos. It's more probably going to be for... I would say that it's one of those books that's kind of in the in-between. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of older middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I don't know. I think high schoolers would enjoy it, but I think um, it, really that target age is mm-hmm. kind of middle school. There, yeah. In the books, there's a lot of bathroom humor and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Okay. So that's obviously the target age. Yes. The middle schoolers. But, yeah, it's being, it's um, directed by Kenneth Branagh. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I don't know. August is when it's coming out. Okay. That's, that's what we got. What else? What else do you have that's books turning into movies? The Best of Enemies. It's a World War II movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's written by Olsha Gray Davidson. And is that the one? No, that's the wrong one. Uh, this one is about the segregation and integration of the South. The Best of Enemies oh, is. Okay. Race and Redemption in the New South. So that one's coming out on April 5th. I have not read the book either. Hmm. But... Um, Something happens where um, a school for black children is burned down, Mm. and so they have to go somewhere, Mm -hmm. and they want them to go to one of the white schools, and so it's about the integration of um, those kids and their education, and and the mom of one of the kids, um, black mom, is trying to get things changed, Mm -hmm. and... um, it's based on a true story. Sam Rockwell is in it, and Taraji Henson. Taraji P. Henson, yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it's cool. it looks really good. Hmm. I watched the trailer for that one too. Okay. So. Yeah. Chris probably heard me laughing. I didn't hear you laughing. I was wondering if you were <laughs> listening to the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was watching this because the tra- in the trailer, there's a um, black gentleman who's trying to organize this committee, and he wanted somebody who was white and somebody who was black on the committee. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the white guy, and he goes, I want you to be on this committee, and you know the black lady to be uh, on the committee also. And the white guy looks at him, and he goes, uh, I'm the leader of the Klan. <laughs> <laughs> What? He just tells him this? Yes! Oh my he just gosh. 
flat out just says I'm the leader of the clan. And it's like, oh my gosh. So hmm. anyway, he ends up being the leader. And yeah. And he so, wasn't lying about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get out of this committee. <laughs> Let's see. It's the best, <laughs> the best line, line I could come up with. <laughs> but Yeesh. you got to keep in mind at this time period, yeah, this was not a shameful thing. No, it mean? wasn't. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Well, and it said it was 1971. So it really was not that. Not that long ago. Long ago, ago no. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I grew up in Austin. And Austin... About 1971, I don't remember what year exactly, but it was 70, 69, 70, 71, was when the Supreme Court had to step in Mm -hmm. and force integration of Austin schools. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so when I started high school was the first year that, that this, that, and they, and the way they did it was they shut down the inner city high school. Mm-hmm. and bust those kids all over town, which, of course, is not the most equitable solution, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it accomplished the integration they were after. And um, so suddenly, after eight years of school, being with kids that I lived around who were mostly white, we suddenly have an integrated school. It was it was interesting, just you know, everybody having to figure out their place and, you know, where where you belong and what you can do and how hard is it for kids who live across town to be involved in extracurricular mm-hmm. things and, you know, all these things mm-hmm. going on. So, yeah, yeah, it's about that time. Hmm. Wow. Well, and, and the interesting part of this trailer is I'm not sure that it would really happen this way because she was very in-your-face to white people and I know that there would have been a lot of retaliation for that. Mm-hmm. So, Very so I don't know if it really happened that way, or mm-hmm. if that was kind of embellishments on the uh, director's part, or you know, hmm. it would be interesting to find out a little yeah. bit more about that. But I mean, it's really cool that she did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I think that you would have to be that way. Yes. To get anything done. Yeah, I agree. And going and just being like, hi, please, could we do this? No, okay, is not going to change anything. Yeah. But so. it's scary to think about because I know that it well, was no, a I'm sure scary mm-hmm. time. She knew for that them. If she the was possibility gonna, was yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So the clan guy was not on the committee, right? Yeah. Oh, he was. He was? Mm-hmm. Basically, they were leading a two-week um, committee to discuss the integration with the community and that kind of stuff. So, yes, he was. Hmm. Wow. So, even though he admitted that straight to the guy's face, they still wanted him on the committee. That's well. And, it, and it's interesting because just looking at, you know, just this short little trailer he started questioning his mm-hmm. belief system and mm-hmm. you know he's like this is this is a problem wow. for mm-hmm. me to believe this way but want this yeah. so you know it really mm-hmm. starts to that's interesting address the issue yeah at a deeper level i guess all the rest of my movies are silly <laughs> but- yeah <laughs> yeah yeah is, you too i bet the, i bet that star wars is on yours yeah 
So I I can't remember <laughs> who this was, but I I watched this little video where they were speculating on the name, of the, the title of mm-hmm. the of number nine. And so they had nine possible titles, and they had explanations for why they thought this might be it. And so here are the nine that they came up with: Shadow of the Empire. Chris is shaking his head. There's already been that. It's not. It wasn't a movie, but there well, was a book. And so a, the speculation was that that was going to be the title of the last one of, of number eight, oh. and then they changed it. So he was thinking this might be a good callback to that. Blah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. then another one they put out was Revenge of the Jedi, which I thought was completely stupid because that was rejected before because Jedi don't take revenge. That's <laughs> right? not what they're about. That's, what, so that's, they're that's still true. <laughs> so still I think true. that's. Yeah. So you said re- you Revenge, revenge of, of the Jedi. The, and I'm thinking, nerds, revenge. Nerds! <laughs> <laughs> nerds do take revenge, yes. and so do Sith. But Jedi, Jedi don't, so I think that's still out just for the same reason it always was. Yeah. So another one was The Last Skywalker, because this has kind of been uh-huh. the Skywalker family saga, uh-huh. sort of. But then, but then The Order of Wren was the, another one, and I thought, well, that kind of says this is not about the Skywalkers, but it yeah. sort of is, but it's not. I don't know. That sounds very boring. Yeah. So here's one they threw out that, that the guy said, yeah, this is really this is really just my tongue-in-cheek idea, but he was a big fan of Jar Jar, so he said, Return of the Binks. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is not even shaking his head now. He's no. just... He's disengaged. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Rebellion Reborn. That one doesn't sound too bad. Not too bad. Balance of the Force, because that's kind of been what it's all about. Yeah. The Spark of Hope. No. That's silly. Because Spark Cause it was mentioned be a lot. at the end. Like, I the hated Spark might have been three times The Spark would have been ago. the last movie. Or the yeah. movie before that. Yeah. Yeah. When Ray shows up, maybe that's the Spark, yeah. but not now. Yeah. That's silly. And then A New Order, which is like, Mm-mm. could Harry go Potter anywhere, and that's... <laughs> That's where, so anyway, so then he said, or maybe it's Star Wars number nine, part one, then Star Wars number nine, part two, then Star Wars number nine, part three, because they couldn't get it all wrapped up in one movie. Oh my gosh. I think if you can't figure out a name, it's time to stop. (laughs) (laughs) If you can come up with nine possibilities, that's too many, and you shouldn't have even talked about it. Okay. All right, fine. <clears throat> but that's that has now been pushed back, by the way, from May 24th to December 20th, mm-hmm. which I'm not particularly happy about. <laughs> oh, no, that makes sense to me because oh, well. all the other ones have been released. Well, the yeah. last two, but the, right. it used to be they were always in May. Yeah. So they were trying to wrap it up back in the tradition mm-hmm. and couldn't do that. So, well, oh, well. Maybe they're Wars. just trying to think of a name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got it all done except for that. It's, so it it's going to take us that long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have it on my list because, I don't know, as, even as on the fence as I have been about uh-huh. the last movie, yeah. I still really I really want to find out how it all how sure. it all concludes. Of course. What I, I've determined and is what I tell people is that the last movie, um, The Last Jedi, 
There was a lot of things I didn't like about it and hated about it, but I didn't hate the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the story and the stuff, a lot of the things that happened were interesting mm-hmm. and necessary. And it did kind of move along the overarching story yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And by the end, I really wanted to find out what happens to Ray and Kylo. Like what? Uh-huh. Where did all goes after all that? Yeah. So, is there a possibility of redemption here? I think there always is. There's a always a possibility of redemption. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I watch these movies and then I walk out and it's like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. And I know I've seen the movie. No, I've seen them. I'm like, who's Ray and who's this other guy? <laughs> I don't know. Did you see my Halloween costume last year? I was Ray. I think I, yeah. Uh, no, no. I think so. Okay. so I was like, that was last year. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I forgot all the characters after I walked out of the movie theater. Okay. Hey, you want me to remember last October? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. A lot of water under the bridge since then. So okay. Chris did, I mean, this is a complete side note, but Chris did remind me about something. You said that you wanted to find out what happens, and sometimes we get into movies, and mm-hmm. they are so horrible, but you just want to find out what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My husband and I just watched this movie. It was called The Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> did you see it? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was... I mean, you get through half of it, it's like, well, I gotta, I don't really want to watch this, but I want to know what happens. <laughs> Does it's, he turn into a lobster? Does yes! he not turn into a lobster? I don't know. <laughs> so these people, um, if they don't find a mate, they get to choose what animal they're going to turn into. They'll turn into an animal. Mm-hmm. And so okay. he chooses that he's going to be a, a lobster. A lobster. And so it's about this guy. <laughs> end of the program it's i just busted out laughing it's like are you kidding me that is how they ended this movie hmm sorry so is that what you thought about it too Hmm. i thought it was great (laughs) 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 i love that it was great i was just like that was amazing i'm so glad i sat through all of this Oh, okay. What else you got, Chris, <laughs> on your list of silly movies? Um, well, I have Endgame on there, The Avengers. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, gotta I, see how it ends. I gotta see how it ends. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting exhausted with all of those, but it, it's it's a little hard to keep up mm-hmm. with. Yeah, but I do want to find out what happens. Okay, I can keep up with those a little bit better than Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I want one that's not in like the the you know, ever of course you know, everybody wants to go see Star Wars and Avengers. Not everybody, but you but know, everybody. Most. It's it's popular. <laughs> the whole world. I was like, I'm I'm actually that pretty thrilled like, to go see uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. <gasps> yeah. The sequel to the the Godzilla that came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Wow. I always thought. Godzilla was King Kong, and then I finally got those two figured out. But Godzilla <laughs> is not King Kong. Like Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure those are interchangeable. <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of big monster fights. Um, uh-huh. Well, yeah. A lot of the classic monsters are going to be in it. Is Mothra? Yeah, Mothra. Yep. And uh, Ghidorah, Ghidorah, 
and Rodan. Hmm. Hmm. That sound good. And uh, yeah, and the um, the actress who plays Eleven from Stranger Things is going to be one of the the main characters. So oh, that's cool. cool. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's cool. I'm. I don't know if everybody else is excited about it, but I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah, it's going to be right. fun. Neat. Mm-hmm. And I got, of course, you know, there's Captain Marvel next year mm-hmm. as well, um, mm-hmm. which is exciting. I think we already talked about that, though, in one of our okay. other podcasts a little okay. bit. Um, have you ever, I, I mean, you've read some of the Captain Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. They're kind of awesome. off the wall. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's really different. Mm-hmm. Not what I expected, but I am looking forward to the movie. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really cool. Hmm. Takes place in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think that's where it starts. Yeah. So it's neat. Do you want me to to mention the other movie that we're both excited about? Yes. Well, we're excited to go see John Wick three. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Very. So who's in John Wick? Who who's Keanu Reeves? Reeves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Angelica Houston is in the third one. Hmm. I was like, what? Mm. But then I saw that Halle Berry was in it too, and I'm like, eh. Meh. Hmm. I'm not a Halle Berry fan. <laughs> I thought she did a great job as Storm. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm the, not a big fan of those yeah. X Men movies either. Yeah, <laughs> really? mm-hmm. oh, no. I love X Men movies. <laughs> I've seen them all. Yep, me too. <laughs> Even though you didn't like him, you still no. Because I always happened to be in the presence of somebody that does oh. like did want to watch it. So, <laughs> so there you go. I've always been like just completely lukewarm about yeah. Halle Berry. Yeah, like I think it was when she did the Catwoman movie that I was like, done. Yeah. Hmm. This is where this yeah, ends for me. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> hmm. Okay. But yeah, John Wick 3, it's going to be the conclusion to the story. And uh, he's I guess he's going to kill everybody. I don't know. I'm expecting that he's going to kill everybody. Like, I thought he was going to kill everybody <laughs> in the last one. Well, so it's probably, you know, it's probably all about whether there's a John Wick 4 in the offing. And there's if there not, is. I don't think so. Then he can't kill be. everybody. It's just but supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> Keanu Reeves is pretty, I mean, he's a. Uh, he's pretty consistent he, about that kind he, of thing. He's pretty hardcore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, he, he goes and, like, seriously learns how to do all the stuff that uh-huh. he does in the movie. He learns nice. all like the fighting and learned all the gun fighting techniques and mm-hmm. like all the the most modern you know methods and all that and it's he's cool he mm-hmm. knows what he's a, he's a cool dude hmm. I love and Reeves. a really nice guy too yeah he seems like yeah. he is a really nice guy yeah off screen mm-hmm. what's the movie with all the bullet stuff the whole sci-fi the Matrix the Matrix yeah. So did he do all that stuff too? Dodge bullets? Did he learn that, Chris? <laughs> I'm sure he learned how to bend all the way back like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's that one with bending bullets? 
with Angelina Jolie and James McAvoy. Was that Wanted? Yes, uh-huh. I think that's it. I think that's it. That was a silly movie. What? <laughs> it, it had some really cool, some really cool imagery. In it, it did. Like I like the it like when he did. flipped the car so he yeah. could shoot through the yeah. the, the sunroof. To <laughs> yeah, it's like that's completely impossible, but really cool. But really cool. <laughs> so yeah, I'm most willing to suspend my disbelief pretty much any time. So, yeah. Except when it comes to ghosts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I just don't want to talk about it. So I have a movie on my list that I think we should watch for Dewey. What is it? All of us, or we could watch it together. Oh. It's called The Good Liar. The Good Liar? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's uh-huh. about this guy who deceives a wealthy widow online, and uh-huh. they get together, and it's like 10 years. They kind of... Wow. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then he starts to have feelings for her after 10 years. So no, I who's don't know. in this movie? Uh, I didn't <laughs> write that <laughs> down. This was like a slow con. And then <laughs> after 10 years of spending your money, I'm actually starting to really... I, mean, I think I actually like you. <laughs> what? You don't have any money left? See ya. <laughs> so am I in the will Oh my now? gosh, Helen Mirren. <laughs> Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen. Oh. Holy cow! Wow. Now that's okay, a power yeah. couple. Yeah. <laughs> so this is November next year. Yeah. Out. Whoa. Sounds a little bit like Bernie. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got the Lego Movie too. <laughs> 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 and Emmett. Has to rescue his friends and save the universe with the help of Rex Danger Vest, <laughs> voiced by Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, I just cracked up. I couldn't believe it. Okay, he, he's never getting out of that character all right, at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if, go yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to say on with the, the younger, well, I say younger kids, it's uh, Little Women. Is going to be a movie December 25th that comes out. Again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, again? There's already one? There's like there's a billion. Two, three. Is yeah. this the one that's going to be the modernized version? I don't know. I think it just said that it was recapping and it was going to spend most of the, the time in their young life when they were, had just left the home. But I oh, couldn't okay. get through the book. So Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is the one with Charsay Ronan. Yeah, Greta Gerwig is is hmm. directing, and Emma Watson is Meg because Emma Stone had conflicts. Anybody named Emma is okay, I guess. <laughs> At Christmas next year is when it comes out. Oh yeah, it does say the twenty fifth too. Yeah, hmm. Meryl Streep is in it as Aunt March. We're just going to add some characters did, now. Didn't know they were, <laughs> I, I mean, I've never read them. I've never even tried. Because everybody was reading them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to read it. Everybody else did. Yeah. I, that always kind of. I just never got it. Turned like, me off. I read it and I was like, I don't, I don't understand why this is something that people like. <laughs> hmm. I just did not understand. 
Yeah, there, it was not, there's no excitement, mm-hmm. I guess, no tension and the buildup hmm. from what I read, which was not very much. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a family story. so then I stop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like just a series of things happening. Yeah. Just day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I know there are people out there who love little women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know them personally. That I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've had any like it's I've, never I've, conversations it's never about how amazing. Up. Yeah. I've heard they exist. You know. <laughs> I mean, they must <laughs> be out there somewhere. Why do they keep making these exactly? <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so here's another one that I'm more excited about. More excited. It's called the aftermath. Okay. And this one is about, this is the World War II one. All right. So World War II is over, and this is in Hamburg, and the, um, a British uh, lady comes back in with her husband, and they move into this house, and um, the person living there is a German with his daughter, and the wife has died. I've read about this. Yes, and um, so then they fall in love. Because <laughs> the the British husband. Oh, I know about this movie. This is Kira Knightley and Alexander Skarsgård. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> this is Alexander Skarsgård. So Kira Knightley's peripheral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen a trailer for this. Yes, it, it looks, looks really good. Mm-hmm. It does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I got Pat excited too. Yeah. <laughs> so another one that I'm kind of looking forward to is the Downton Abbey movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so a I movie. loved Downton Abbey. Never watched it. But there, yeah, it was either. really good. Yeah. At they, um, they didn't want to continue, so they kind of wrapped it up. After I don't remember how many seasons, but then there was such a call for we want more, we want more. Most of the people, the main characters anyway, agreed to come back and do a movie. Hmm. So it's coming out. I I don't think there's a date yet um, for it, but anyway. And so I was as I was looking at what's coming out. There's one that I'm not necessarily excited about, but I just want to mention because it's just like why. Um, there's a new Men in Black movie coming out. Really? Men in Black International. (laughs) And both Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith have said, no, they will not be in it. So I I don't know what the point is. Well, that's probably why it became international. There are all kinds of people in it. it. (laughs) There are all kinds of people. Um, So Chris Hemsworth is Agent H., Huh. Liam Neeson is in it. Emma Thompson is hmm. Agent O. Like it's it's like why? So it sounds to me so, like so I don't know. They went intergalactic, and now they're coming back and just going to do international. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're narrowing the scope. <laughs> There's a guy listed, and his his character is the cuttlefish alien. I I don't know Agent M twenty two. There's one of those. It's just very odd. So anyway, 
There's no information. Plot is unknown. You know, all this. But it says it's coming out in June. So That's not very long for them to... No. To, to come be, up with something. To come yeah. up with a story. <laughs> I mean, there may be a story because they're filming already, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I thought it was interesting when I went to the page on IMDb, the first picture I saw was Will Smith. And then the first thing I see is Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are not going to be in it. Hmm. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What we know so far. <laughs> that's it. That's all we know. <laughs> Oh, well, so, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> Any other movies? I do. I wrote down two other ones. I didn't see trailers for these. Um, one of them is called The Kitchen uh, with Melissa McCarthy, and it's um, based on a comic book series by Ollie Masters and Ming Doyle. Hmm. And it's the wives of Irish mobsters that were killed kind of take over for some reason this is sounding like something i have seen yeah, like a program tv program like or something the widows or something yeah. like that one of those hmm so that one's coming out in september and then the other one is the woman in the window this one i'm not really sure like how exciting it's gonna be but it says it's in i don't know if i can say this right agoraphobic Agoraphobic. What is that? A person who doesn't like to go out in public and doesn't leave their house. Oh, that's me. No, just (laughs) (laughs) except that at some point you're like, okay, I actually have to go. (laughs) Yes, I will leave my house. (laughs) Someone with that kind of phobia is like, yeah, not not going. (laughs) Okay, so uh, she's a child psychologist, and so she's got this phobia. Uh, It's played by Julianne Moore. Um, hmm. the book was written by AJ Finn and she's watching her, her neighbors, uh, that, cause uh, that's what she, well, yeah. as close as she can get. So <laughs> yeah, she's leaving. I'm yeah. going to watch the neighbors. <laughs> and she uh, observes them do some kind of crime. And so she has this internal turmoil of whether she should say anything or not. Hmm. So I guess it depends on the crime. Cause I'm like. You mean you're not going to call the police and be like, hey, I just saw this? <laughs> so we know yeah. that there are people who don't call the police oh, when yeah. things happen. Yeah. We do know that. We've established that. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. happen just in those mm-hmm. scary movies. Right? <laughs> call the police. Oh, call the police. Yes. Those stupid Geico commercials that are spot on. <laughs> Go hide in the garage with all the sharp (laughs) instruments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So are we moving on to books? Yeah. So this one here, is that the one that you were excited about? Mm -hmm. Black Leopard, Red Wolf. Oh, yeah, that looks good. I didn't get to read about it. So what is it about? Uh, Tell us about it. Well, it's a fantasy. Mm -hmm. Um, And from what I read about it, I got the impression that it's a secondary world. So it's... It's not. It, it's not like a variation of our world or anything. That that's the impression I got. It's the first in the Dark Star trilogy, mm-hmm. and it's. Uh, it, yeah, give me that, Denise. I mean, I read about it, give but <laughs> so I'm gonna read this little blurb because that's easier. Um, by Marlon James, 
It's the uh, first of three novels in the Dark Star trilogy. It fuses mythology, fantasy, and African history into a central psychological triumph. Um, it, it, the main character is called Hunter, I believe, and that's that's what he does. He's uh, he finds find stuff, finds people, and he goes out on a job and you know with these this group, and it ends up being. You know, something something's yes. going on behind the scenes that he goes. He's a mercenary, and he's yeah. hired to find a missing child. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. Does he hunt people to find them, or does he hunt people to hurt them? Maybe a little bit of both. That's mm-hmm. what it sounds so, like. So yeah. yeah, I'm in the middle of the new uh, Lee Child, the new Jack Reacher book, and that's what's going on right now. Is there's big game hunters who have paid to be involved in a hunt. And mm-hmm. it's humans. Mm. Oh wow! Well, I don't think it's anything yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but so Marlon James is the one that is the author, and he is the author of a brief history of seven killings. Hmm. And so in that one, the Man Booker Prize. Okay. So when does this come out? February fifth. Okay. So yeah, that's not, not that too far. far away. Yeah. yeah. So another sci-fi fantasy that's coming out is Pierce Brown's new book, Dark Age, which comes Mm -hmm. out in February. And I was thinking of it as the second book in the second trilogy, but they're just listing it as Red Rising number five. Yeah. Because I thought Iron Gold kind of started a new trilogy, Mm -hmm. but But they're not calling it that anymore. I don't Hmm. think that's the way they're marketing it. Yeah. I think it's... Just Red Rising number mm-hmm. five. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, more about Darrow. Is he still a hero, or has he been left behind by the rivet, the resistance? <laughs> he, I he need to get caught up on this. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've got one here that that y'all might want to include on an episode of Dewey. It's called Burned: A Story of Murder and the Crime That Wasn't. By Edward Humes. So this woman, Joanne Parks, was convicted and sentenced to life for intentionally setting a fire that killed her three small children. This happened in 1989, and her conviction was based on the evidence at the scene. And um, the author says now... Many of the incontrovertible truths of 1989 have been exposed as guesswork in disguise. Mm -hmm. So she's one of those people that there's a group um, working to try to free her based on modern methods of forensic science. Yes, because I think it's been proved that a lot of the the way that fire marshals used to say, Mm -hmm. like, you know, this burn pattern. Yeah. He said there was an accelerant used and and all that was... And it's not necessarily true. Yeah. So, like, right mark analysis. Yeah, that one comes out in January. So, I don't know. Maybe not. Because it may or may not be murder. I don't know. Well... That's true. (laughs) I mean, there are dead children. Yes. But they may not have been murdered. It, it might not have, have been, been a, a fire that was set on purpose. Exactly. Yeah. It could have been an accidental fire. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, But there was still some injustice. Obviously. <laughs> yes. Lots of injustice going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. So this one sounds somewhat interesting. I 
I hesitate on books like this because I think they're going to be boring. They Uh-oh. they just kind of I don't know drag on or I don't know. It's called The Water Cure mm-hmm. by Sophie McIntosh. You've heard of it? I've I've read about it. Yeah, yeah. it sounds good. I think so, it sounds good. The Water Cure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So these three sisters are sequestered for life from the toxic world of men. So then they're catapulted into emotional turmoil when three men, exactly three for the three <laughs> sisters, wash ashore on their isolated island. Exactly three. Yeah. <laughs> well, doesn't this sound like some mytho- mythological story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it says part fable, part feminist dystopia. Turns an eye on violence, mm. patriarchy, and desire. So I don't know. Hmm. I mean, it sounds kind of interesting, but then mm-hmm. it's like really three men <laughs> really? exactly for the three women. How realistic is that? It sounds like there's something more going on. Yeah. To me. It sounds like they already knew there was three. There's, 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 there's a, a on that island between them somewhere. In the yeah. Era. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, I might have to read it just to find out. Right, just to be like, well. <laughs> you know, I can do that with a movie, but I can't so much do that with a book. Oh, no. It's too yeah. hard to At some point with the book, you're just like done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. What? <laughs> you thought, I Chris. used to, you know, you got me started. I'm like, at least we know what the story's not going to be about just one man washing up on shore and then the mole uh, fighting know, over trying there. to figure out what to do about that. I mean, not that they would all fight over it. Maybe they don't, you know. Not maybe not all of them care. Maybe they don't. Yeah, but but you know it presents the option if that did happen. There might be three men, and maybe they all happen to like the same guy. That's true. Or maybe mm. you know maybe two of them. Maybe they're the, all you know. terrible anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But That's true. I just thought, obviously, <laughs> you know, not good swimmers. Well, maybe they are because they got to the shore. I don't know. I mean, there could have been more men. And only these three managed to make it to the island. So we're already survival of the fittest. That's we're right. already working on that premise. And it just worked out. Yes. <laughs> and who's to say that they even care about these women who are on the island? Right. Yeah. I mean, you could be that way too. That's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but three, yeah. So a little bit on that. <laughs> there's a book coming out in may called the witches are coming by lindy west oh yeah yes so Saw that this one is um lindy west she unveils her unifying theory of america that our steady diet of pop culture created by and for embittered entitled white men has stoked our socio-political moment adam sandler south park and pepe the frog all come under west's withering scrutiny in this funny hyperliterate analysis of the link between meme culture and male mediocrity hmm. so i'm not sure what to think about that <laughs> i had to reread it several times to even try to figure out what she was trying to say and then i already have thoughts on this whole male mediocrity thing <laughs> So do I. I think our thoughts are different. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> yes. So this might be a really interesting one for us all to read and, <laughs> and discuss. discuss. Yeah, that's a really good good point. It comes out in May. 
<laughs> definitely catches your interest. The, mm-hmm. They definitely picked a good title. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there is a lot to unpack there. Just oh, yeah. in that little blur. There's a lot to Right? <laughs> yes. So there's a new memoir coming out, and it's Malala Yousafzai. Her mm-hmm. new book, it's called We Are Displaced, My Journey and Stories from Displaced Girls Around the World. So she's talking about what it means to be without a country, without a mm-hmm. home. Um, she's um, gone and talked to girls who are in immigrant camps and refugee camps and this kind of thing. And so it looks like it's going to be really, really interesting. So it's a story of lots and lots of different people who are displaced persons and kind of what they're experiencing and why they're there. Mm -hmm. So I think that should be really good. That's coming out January as well. Well, um, Valeria Luiseni, she's the one that wrote Tell Me How It Ends, has got a new book coming out. Um, It's fiction. It is Mm -hmm. a novel called Lost Children Archive. Mm-hmm. And this sounds like she fictionalized that road trip that she was talking about and yes. tell me how it ends. Yes. So I'm really kind of interested in I was I was that. reading part of this and it looked like, I mean, she's included, she's taken so much attention to detail, it sounds like, mm-hmm. in the little things I was reading. Um, on the way, on the trip, they're listening to the news. And in between that, they're listening to an audio book of The Lord of the Flies, and and then there's just mm-hmm. uh, you know other things going on where she has just just brought in all these interesting themes and mm-hmm. so yeah looks fascinating yes I'm looking forward to that's that February mm-hmm. February twelfth we tried listening to Lord of the Flies on a road trip mm. <laughs> you did yes you tried. did it work no no. I've read it before, so I knew how it ended, and uh-huh. I really liked the book. Um, but Zach had a hard time with it. Hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. So when, <laughs> when I have um, uh, children's lit classes, one of the things I ask the students is to kind of talk about their reading autobiography. And one of the, one of the specific questions I ask is, what were your best and your worst required reading titles and or experiences I guess is how I usually put that and so very often Lord of the Flies is there either as the best or as the worst so I think people are have very strong opinions about it one way or another Mm -hmm. I don't think you can read it and not think anything about it Mm -hmm. you know and just eh. well I think part of the issue is because it was read by the author Hmm. And it was very dry. Oh, boo. so that once can be so bad. Yeah. Once I started reading it out loud, he was all into it. Mm. But then my voice kind of would go out, and it's like yeah. I can't keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read out loud the whole trip. Sorry. <laughs> hmm. You know, isn't isn't that interesting though that the the narrator makes such a difference? I know we've mm-hmm. talked about that before, but the narrator makes such a difference in whether an audiobook works or not. Yeah. And I think it has to be a rare, very talented author to be able to read their own work and have it work mm-hmm. yeah. appropriately. Neil Gaiman well. does a really good job. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
So I have another book that I think would be fun to discuss. Yeah. Maybe too. It's called Kadish.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was reading about that. Yeah. I think that that might be fun. It's about a, a guy who is not following his um, Orthodox Jewish mm-hmm. religion. And so... He, uh, he's an atheist. Yeah. Like at some point, he's just like, done. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it just talks about, you know, that kind of stuff. And it says it's supposed to be funny and all that. But it ta- you know yeah, kind of addresses... Like his, was it his father died? Yeah. And his family wants him to do like the traditional certain traditional things but because he's he's an atheist he hires someone to do it (laughs) yeah recite the daily prayer for 11 months Uh hires someone to do it so it kind of uh and i'm like that's right you just throw money at that problem (laughs) 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 well and like isn't kind of the point that you're supposed to believe in your and if you don't, what's the yeah? <laughs> what's the point of you doing it? Yeah. <laughs> so if someone that does follow your religion and follow that religion and you know, <laughs> so yeah, I think that would be interesting to talk about. Yeah, just like you know, like the whole millennial thing. <laughs> they were talking. <laughs> The whole millennial, <laughs> all of it. All it's of- just a whole talk about the millennial well, thing. <laughs> we, I was listening to the radio this morning, and they were discussing um, what Christmas is like for millennials. You mean that we're poor and can't buy anything? <laughs> yes, that? because they shop at Dollar Tree for Christmas presents because they don't have any money. <laughs> yes, because they put um, kale up instead of mistletoe. <gasps> K-O. There's no, I can't think of a better use for kale. <laughs> I got no use for eating it. They, oh. they put, um, they put out avocado spread on toast for Santa. <laughs> <laughs> or gluten-free cookies or something like that. I'm pretty that. sure this is all just making fun of millennials. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Because, um, so. I don't think I know any millennials going to be wasting avocado toast on Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Santa's got to eat healthy too. <laughs> Santa's got all year for that nonsense. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, one of the books that I have on my list is called Gingerbread by Helen Oyeyemi. Mm hmm. And this is about a mother and daughter whose family history is bound together by a fantastical gingerbread recipe. Hmm. So, I'm looking forward to that. I read that. It's not exciting to me. You'll have to let me know how that is. Mm. You'll have to let me know how that <laughs> is. <laughs> I love Helen Oyeyemi. Yeah. Like, I think she's probably one of the best authors really ever read um and so i know that this sounds like okay there's a gingerbread recipe but Uh uh-huh i'm pretty sure there's more going on than that yeah okay because that's usually the way she she does things okay yeah according to this it uh makes for an enchanting unreal story about legacy and birthright so, 
I think the gingerbread recipe represents something totally different than a gingerbread recipe. <laughs> Hmm. All right, Denise. <laughs> well, I have another book on mine. Um, yeah. It's actually a Kickstarter project right now. It's yeah. already funded. Well, thank goodness. Yeah. It's a monster book of monsters. And it doesn't have anything to do with Harry Potter. I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it? It's a collection <laughs> of 50, or no, it's a collection of 100 creepypasta stories by different authors. And they're also, like, if it gets, you know, if they get enough funding, one of their stretch goals or regular goals, whatever. A goal. And one of their goals (laughs) is to record a sizzle reel uh, that they can use as a pitch to do a creepypasta TV series. Hmm. Oh. That they want to be better than Channel Zero or whatever. Hmm. Like, I know Channel Zero was a thing. Where they kind of did creepypasta type stories, but I guess it was not satisfactory to a lot of folks that are in that scene. So they want to do, you know, I guess a real creepypasta TV show. Hmm. Huh. Is that kind of like Black Mirror? Or isn't that what that was called? The show Black Mirror? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of like that. But anyway. I think it sounds cool. I don't like stuff like that. Um, that's the other book that I would, you know, I would invest in. So tell me about these creepy pastas. They are they're inter- scary stories that are on the internet. Okay, and so are they the audio internet. or are they just you have to read? U- them? Usually they start out like blog posts or that sort of thing. Red, okay. you know, Reddit posts. Um, and a lot of times they get copied over to other sites and get distributed that way. Okay. And then the ones that get, get popular that people like, there's a lot of creepypasta performers out there that read, oh. that okay. do recordings of those. And about how long are they? It, any, like any variation. Some of them are just like, I guess recording time-wise, some of them are really like two minutes. Oh. And then there's ones that are like full length, you know, three hour recordings of this this long drawn out story, and everywhere in between. Most of them are shorter. Okay. Like you know, fifteen to twenty minutes. Hmm. So are they like mini Stephen King story like things, or are they more what? How would you try to describe them? Are they like supernatural ghost stories? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's everything. Okay. There's er- it's everything. I, There's I would say they're kind of Twilighty. Yeah. Twilight zone. That, okay. That's a, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's good, but yeah, everything. There's supernatural, and then there's ones with serial killers, and uh, you know, alternate realities, just all, whatever kind of weird yeah. stuff. The the best ones are the ones that are written yeah. in first person, like that someone actually had these experiences because then you really get the suspension of disbelief and a lot of times they write it in, a, in that way like you know mm-hmm. this this is happening what do i do they'll like actually start their story that way like on a on wow. a, a you know a subreddit or whatever uh-huh. and then and then they'll you know read the comments and then they'll come back with the next one and they're like yeah i tried that and 
and it didn't work, and I'm still having to deal with this, and hmm. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first time I listened to one of those uh, those kind of stories, I thought that it was somebody telling a real story like real. <laughs> that oh, actually happened to them really? in their childhood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And so that was what hooked me. Is if I if I listened to one that that was like, oh, this is bogus. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I might I might not have acquired such a taste for it. But yeah. But it was the the first one I listened to. I thought was like a legit thing that happened to somebody. <laughs> so how long did it take you to find out it wasn't? I had to listen to more stories before I realized that these are not <laughs> true <Real>. stories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They might be presented that way, but that's just part of the, the entertainment factor. Hmm, yeah. Um, hmm. So anytime that gets hyped, um, I get excited about it. And then I have one game book on here. I can't, I don't know, I can't necessarily say I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. But it's Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Mm-hmm. They did so are, do you have high hopes for it, maybe? No, not really. Not really. Oh. I did. When I first heard about the playtest okay. and yeah. and got the play, I got the playtest book because they're doing a live playtest where anybody can, can play it and then send the feedback and they can work out the kinks and make it better. And then next year they're going to release the official Pathfinder 2nd mm-hmm. Edition, the final version. Um, I don't know. What I've played and, and read so far I haven't really been impressed with. And... And Denise brought up some Paizo stuff recently mm-hmm. that I wasn't real happy about, so I'm just kind of generally not happy with yeah. Paizo. What is Paizo? That's the company that uh, publishes oh, Pathfinder. Okay. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really, I don't know, I, I feel like I should be surprised, but I'm not. <laughs> but uh, there's all these companies out there, like the Savage Worlds, you know, and mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And Magic the Gathering, the card game, and, you know, other RPG publishers. And they have material available in other languages, like Spanish, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Paizo does not. Oh. And they haven't expressed any real effort to even attempt to do so when the, the asked about it. Their reasons for not doing it are mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. It's basically them saying, we only hire white guys. Mm. Huh. Because someone's like, well, you know, couldn't you just have someone translate it and then release it as a PDF? Like, you don't even have to release that as a whole book. Mm-hmm. Well, who would we get to do that? No uh, one here does that. And then, like, we couldn't trust what they translated it to because no one here can read it. So. Oh, my god! I'm like, so you don't have a single brown friend? Well, all right then. Yeah. <laughs> like not even one thing you be like, hey dude, would you read this for me? Yeah. Yeah. Make sure it all says the same as this. Wow. I was like and, but So Pais- basically you're just saying we only hire white guys. So Pies was a big you know, it's a big company. They make yeah, plenty of money. Like- They're on the same level as Wizards of the Coast, I would say. Mm. Like the you know, the do Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. So financially I don't think there's any reason why they they shouldn't be able to find somebody to do that and yeah. and there would be, be, be people that buy it sure um, right people wow. wouldn't be asking about it if there weren't yeah. people that were willing to buy it mm-hmm. yeah mm. well and i think that um the concern about what's in it that 
people who buy it, if it's not what they expect, they're going to let you know. Mm-hmm. And then you will have to fix it. But I don't know. People aren't going to let themselves be hired to translate something just to just to sabotage it. Right. Yeah. You know, I yes. mean, like, who cares enough? <laughs> who wants to Sorry. take down Paizo? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> who, who wants to do that? I'd rather I'd rather translate it and get paid yeah. and get paid again next time. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of mess it all up on mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, do they think they're really all that that somebody would? I don't know. I think this is just an excuse. Industrial yeah. sabotage. So I don't I don't know if they're intentionally doing it because I mean, thinking of myself, it's hard to think about working in an environment where you don't know the language. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in a situation where I don't know anybody that I can ask about that stuff. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that there's some basis behind that. Mm-hmm. It's fear. And I really think that that's what it is. It's not that they don't want to. I don't know. That's my two cents. I think as a big company, you do hiring. Mm-hmm. And you look at references. And resumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And call previous mm-hmm. employers and say, hey, I was thinking about hiring this person to do this job. How'd they do when you did this job? Yeah. This isn't a small company, mom and pop shop where I personally don't know anybody that would do this, so I can't have it done. Yeah. Right. If you can hire someone to come in and do art, if you can hire someone to come in and write adventures. Like, yeah. these aren't all your buddies that you just called up right. and were like, hey, dude, you want a job? Mm-hmm. You went out there. You put out advertisements. You right. hired and went through the hiring process. Mm-hmm. So for them to not even want to do that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, again, this isn't like, oh, we're just going to be throwing away money because nobody wants this. Well, people have expressed an interest, which is yeah. why you addressed it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And to the, for them to be able to do something like release it as a PDF, which is not going to cost them anything right, other than the people translating it. Like, not even having to do new art. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's coming out next year. I'll probably look into it, but I don't think I'm, I don't know. The way things are going, I don't think I'm going to drop money on it when it first comes out. Just wait. Yeah, and and I've got too many other things mm-hmm. that I think are better that I'm interested in. So I don't think that I need Pathfinder Second Edition in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be. I think I would be fine without it. So I've got one that um, is coming out in January, and it's part of a series um, that I've been enjoying for a really long time. It's the James Rollins Sigma Force series and this is um it's one of those special ops things except Mm -hmm. these are people who are former special ops who after they got out of the military um were sent to get advanced degrees in various types of science so everything has to do with science and special ops so um 
this one it he always has some kind of basis with with a historical something and this one there's some tie back to the Spanish Inquisition and a text called Maleus Maleficarum the hammer of witches so uh, I don't know it's called crucible by James Rollins so it's coming out next month I always enjoy those books. It's you know it's one of those where there's a, a kind of ensemble of main characters and different different volumes kind of feature different ones, but they're all there involved in it. So it's the eighteen anyway. You know it's kind of like the eighteen only they're smarter. Only they're <laughs> only they all have PhDs in I stuff were, like okay. neuroscience and biology and. <laughs> Physics and things like that. So, so yeah. the last book that I have on my list is a uh, Doxology by Nell Zink, and hmm. this is about a Lower East Side punk band facing a shattering loss in the wake of 9/11. Hmm. As they search for a path forward in a time of confusion, threat, and political division, Zink illuminates hard truths about our political climate while also offering a poignant portrait of human goodness. Hmm. hmm. Song. When does that come out? That's August. Okay. August 7th. And really, it just got me like punk band. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you got me a punk band. Because mm. then I was like, 9 11. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a punk band. But it is a punk band. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. You got more? I have games. Games. Oh. Video, like video games. games? Yeah. Oh. Just to the Resident Evil 2 remake is coming out in January. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know y'all I know that Pat and, and Dawn really, really care about that. Really excited. <laughs> yes. They've they've marked it on their calendars, y'all. Like I just <laughs> just saw it. You've seen it, yeah. I, I have. I have just about marked it online. No. Um, it was like stay out of the store. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, do not go shopping on this day. <laughs> but man, I love I love Resident Evil. So scary mm-hmm. and and so intense. And I've never played Resident Evil two. Now's, now's the time. The original. So now, yeah. <laughs> I read that it's going to have the most some of the most realistic gore in a video game. Woo-hoo. To date, so, <laughs> so you know zombies and and then uh, I also have Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, nice. which is the spiritual successor to the Castlevania series, nice. which is pretty much a dead franchise at this point. Yeah. Uh, just sad. So. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are great. You're, you're so good at humor. <laughs> Well, it it, it mostly is, except it has seen a resurgence in interest because there's the Netflix series that came out, and it was it's pretty good, and it's got a new season that's Mm -hmm. coming out as well. So that's cool. But Bloodstained is made by the original creator of the Symphony of the Night, which is really what propelled Castlevania like up beyond it was, like made it from go from good to great hmm. but he doesn't work for Konami anymore and so he <laughs> kickstartered this and so it's essentially a Castlevania game in everything but name yeah 
Because he doesn't own that name anymore. <laughs> right. I'm sure, pretty sure Konami still, oh, yeah. still owns that. But it's sad because that's one of my most favorite series of games. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that I get to have, at least if I can't have it called Castlevania, I can still play yeah, something that feels the, the same. Still the creator. Yeah. He still did it. So. Hey, that's literary, okay? Castlevania yeah. is all about killing Dracula. There you go. And there are characters in the game, some of the games, that are descendants of the, like, what, <laughs> Quincy Morris <laughs> and the other other characters that were in in Dracula, the book, oh. the Bram Stoker. <laughs> yeah. Dracula's not real. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. They killed him. They killed him. Again. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> didn't think you could do that. <laughs> Did they use a wooden stake? Mm. No, we graduated from that. It's all UV lights. and <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Garlic gas bombs. That's right. <laughs> gas grenades. <or> <laughs> mm. Okay. All right. Well, you know, since it's me, I had to bring some, some video game stuff uh-huh. in here. We appreciate Those that. are the things I'm really looking forward to in 2019. And that's what I got. That's it. Anybody else? Yay. No. I'm, no. That's all mine. Yep, I've covered all the ones I was... I'm sure I'll find other things when oh, we yeah. get there. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there will be lots more. This is what I know about. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because on, on the stuff that I searched about, I did not hear anything or see anything about Star Wars or the Avengers... So, mm. so where did you look? Because I just googled movies coming out in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I, I googled Star Wars Avengers. <laughs> I googled 2019 book to move or well book oh, book, and then it came up with the book okay. to movie releases. Okay. So mine was okay. a, an article: the 25 most anticipated books of 2019, and. The 10 most anticipated books of 2019, according to independent bookstores. Ooh. So. Oh, yeah. That's always different. So, yeah. It, it was not the mainstream. Okay. So. Yay. All right. So, I think we're looking forward to 2019. Yeah. In so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, how yeah. exciting. This is great. Yeah. I guess we're done. All right. Are we done? All right. Well, thanks, for everyone, for listening to the Long Overdue Podcast. Well, you'll hear us again in 2019.